right, we are clear. So I got everything here, got the video recorded, got the audio recorded. I will apologize if there's like some skips that come into play because I don't yeah. know what the hell is going on with my internet. Oh, it could be mine. Oh, no, I don't no, know. no, I know it's mine because it's, it's, oh. it tells me here. It's like, your shit is fucked <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. But um, it, we didn't really miss nothing that's significant in anything. It's just like, okay. it's anything. You probably won't even notice it. But um, <laughs> I appreciate your time, man. I mean, I, I enjoy what you're doing and everything. And it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Sorry it took so long to get back. I have been very busy, not only doing this, but I, I mean, I work at night, so I'm a microbiologist at night. So it just Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get into that, but I was like, shit, I mean, how's your bankroll and all this? But I mean... Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's the weirdest part. I have a lot of people, they, they, it kind of just blows their mind. They go, you have a job? You're married? You have all of this? Oh, yeah, I'm not the stereotypical nerd. Like, I thought that was, like, over with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's this way now. Just a Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you think I afford this? You think I just go randomly go, hey, can I have that? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a trust fund or an inheritance or nothing. I, I got to go work for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my podcast a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, if you're in that vicinity, use discretion because we're supposed to be doing social distancing, you know, six feet apart and all that other stuff. But if you're feeling bold and you got loads of hand sanitizer on you, go ahead and reach over, give them a crisp high five, sanitize after. Do it before too, do it before and after. Uh, make sure you're wearing your mask as well. But if you're weary, if you're being socially conscious, pick your social media app of choice and give that person a well-crafted DM and tell them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rounds with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter, at 3R Show, Instagram, the 3R Show, Twitch, 3R Show, YouTube, 3R Show. And for anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com. Joining me, um, I find people from all over the place, especially some that pique my interest. And just one day, I was just uh, scrolling through the randomness that is TikTok. And um, there was a man, very retro man talking about video games he hit me in some of the feels of you know the cockles of my heart when it came to certain video games because i'm like oh snap i haven't played that in decades so long ago and then i followed him and he just kept giving me more and more and more and i couldn't get enough so i had to talk with the man i had to pick his brain and uh just be nosy pretty much <laughs> but joining me from the modern retro corner is one retro mark how are you sir i'm all right how about yourself i am hanging in there i am doing the best i can <laughs> how about you i hear you i hear you trust me i definitely hear you but man i had to get you on here you were going i was going through uh TikTok, like i was saying and um i was really digging i was really picking up what you was putting down and i i even as I sit here across from you virtually, of course, we, we were social distancing, 
this, this, mm-hmm. um, I see your mask collection behind you. And um, one thing that I did notice, uh, Superman, I see it up there on your shelf. And uh, a lot of the times going through some of your videos, um, you talk about a lot of the Superman games or whatever. Is, is it safe to say that's one of your favorite characters? Yes, yes, it is. I'm a huge Superman collector. Now, I don't have that out. It's in storage, but I do have quite the collection. Um, how big is your storage? Because I've noticed some of the videos that you, you say that you're taking things out of storage just to do some of the um, video and everything, then you go put it back. I mean, do you have, like, your own Fortress of Solitude with all your pretty games? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I have um, about two attic spaces worth of uh, stuff. Wow. So, I mean... You already stated that you're trying to collect all, you got to correct me on the number, 600 and... Like 677 officially licensed Nintendo games. Now, that's the point that I wanted to hit on, because I, 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 I never knew that. There were unlicensed games for the NES. I mean, so, I mean, how does that work? Well, okay, so basically, Nintendo saved um, the video game industry back in 1983, by introducing us to um, the Nintendo Entertainment System, which had a feature called the um, lockout chip, or the NES-10 lockout chip. Basically, that, set, that chip prevented anybody from making any games and putting it out there on the shelf. You had to go through Nintendo and get it licensed through them. And so that's why we have the official um, seal of Nintendo. But there were some workarounds. So currently, I believe there's about 95 unlicensed games, which I think about 30, 35 are actually here in North America. Word. Wow. I mean, who who the thunk? Because I mean that that was very that was not unpri- that was not privy to me until I started you know going through your TikTok and everything. So what what hipped you to the game? Um, what made you realize that they had unlicensed games and all that? Well, I mean, I picked up a few unlicensed games. First off, there was Tengen, which a lot of people are kind of familiar with, like such as Gauntlet, Pac-Mania, and a few other games. But there's also things from HES, Pyra- like um, there's uh, like the Fantastic World of Dizzy, which is by Codemasters. There's all types of just different games, and usually it's by it's published by maybe one or two people, but it's developed under different people. So. So, was Nintendo the first console that you started collecting on? Or when did the bug to collect started hitting you? I mean, when did you, like, all right, I I can't stop doing this? Well, it started about about seven years ago. Oh. Uh, So, for any kid growing up in the 90s, video games was probably the biggest thing there. But for me, I was a video game addict. So, I mean, I could sit there and literally play Super Mario for hours on end and not go out during the day. So, um, it really has affected my life until it's got to be a way to manage this addiction. And so, basically, I saw that it's okay to collect this stuff. And so, it just amounted to this. So, where, if we put a number on it? Where are we so, as far as the Nintendo count? Okay, least. so the like if I were to put a monetary value on my just my Nintendo count on just NES games alone, uh, you'd probably roughly estimate it to be about anywhere from I don't know six 
maybe six to ten thousand dollars roughly in that range because prices do vary okay and that's on how many actual cartridges yeah uh you're looking at right now 389 cartridges oh so you like a little ways over half maybe so shit you got a ways to go man (laughs) oh i i do have a little ways to go but most of the time i'm out there hunting for them so that's why it's kind of taken quite a bit i i don't really necessarily buy offline i'm actually just i'm driving to places to find these games now is that kind of like your code or everything i mean you try to if you can't physically go get it i mean you just kind of stay away from it for now yeah pretty much yeah i mean that's how i am with pop vinyls Uh, you know everybody got all these different pop vinyls and everything but that that's kind of like my code if i can't go to a store and buy it physically I won't buy it online. And then I also, because I know how addicting this shit can get and how many different variants and all these other things they have, I only limit myself to wrestling pop vinyls. Mm-hmm. I know that's a smaller audience of uh, pop vinyls and everything. And yeah. I think I can manage that a little bit more in <laughs> the whole spectrum. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a list. Um, I actually have about four lists that I keep. And I'm currently subtracting or adding to just to make sure that I can keep track of literally everything that I have. And now you did say in uh, one of your videos that you do collect the variant copies of certain games like Zelda, you had the gold cartridge and the regular cartridge and things like that. Uh, yes. Uh, right now, I mean, that's about the only variants that I have besides um, Metroid, which is a silver label. And then there's the uh, yellow label. I mean, they're just variants. And if there's really a price difference in them, it's not by much because there are five screws and then there's three screws uh, cartridges, which I would assume a five screw means it was the original production run and a three screw means that it was um, a reproduction. So, I mean, it just really depends. I'm just here to collect whatever cart I can. Education. You educate me. Now, um, tell me about the six hundred and one. You you had a little bit, a little bit of a saga with this thing or whatever across, I think, uh, seven uh, TikTok episodes and whatnot. <laughs> okay, so in my original um, ex- of wish, and I was like, you know, this really looks cool because it kept popping up on my feed, and I was like, you know what, I want to try it. And so I finally bought it. I was like 90 bucks everywhere. It was pretty expensive. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and buy this. I waited for about a month. And next thing you know, I plugged it in. Nothing happened. So in the second video, I went ahead and I got my crowbar. This was completely unscripted. I was just like, I'm just going to get my camera. I'm just going to bash it. I'm just going to destroy it. So I threw it across the room. I bashed it with a crowbar. And people just were like, hot. the running joke was he was on the wrong channel. So I was like, you know what? I aimed to see if it was just the console itself or maybe I got scammed. I don't know. Yeah. So I went and rebought the console and then I spanned another seven <laughs> parts just for everybody individually to show that either it works or it doesn't work. Boy, it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think some of the things that you ran into, um, there's a, there was an SD card in the, um, I guess, the chipset, and that was blank. And then yeah. some of the uh, chipsets wasn't even, like, soldered correctly or something like that, right? <laughs> well, I, I people noticed that there was just some janky stuff going on to it. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. 
So with the newer console that I bought, the same one, I went ahead and I actually, before I, <laughs> before I listed the finale, I went ahead and I did some research on it. And apparently this chipset goes into like reproductive, uh, reproduction uh, cool boys, if you will. And it's supposed to, really, it's supposed to actually play games, but it never did. All, like all the SD cards are completely blank. The discs that came with it were completely blank. And so I was just like, you know what? I had somebody say, why don't you just throw it out the window? Kind of like what I guess um, another TikToker does. He throws stuff out the window. So I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do something special for the finale. And so if you guys have not seen the finale, it we'll is. We'll spoil it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, I will say happy Halloween because it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean. Seeing that the SD card was blank and everything, I mean, was the chip set serviceable? Because my, my thought about it was maybe you could program it and put stuff on it. Well, you know, that was what I tried doing. And I went on to various forums, and I actually found where people were uh, putting on their own sets of BIOS, their own programs and whatnot with it. And I, thing i even did raspberry pi i did orange pi i went on to various forms and did other um bios and other uh programs and operating systems and it just still would not work so amongst the other things that you've uh collected there was a among it a 3do mm -hmm. and that that wasn't a console that i got too familiar from what I can remember, at least. But I, for some for some reason, I remember those games, and I don't, and I don't recall playing a 3DO. So I don't, I don't know where's the space in my memory, you know. Well, I mean, like, I remember seeing in advertisements for like in GamePro and other and like Tips and Tricks, EGM. I remember seeing just advertisements for that stuff, and you know. I never had those consoles. I, I grew up with a Sega Genesis, yeah. uh, a Nintendo, but my first true console was a Nintendo 64. So I never really got to play like a Sega Saturn, a CDI or 3DO. And a lot of people seem to bash um, those systems and there's not any positivity. So I kind of aim to go, well, here's the 3DO. I want to show you guys that it actually works because there are several models of it. And I was like, here's this, here's some games. I'm just going to show you what they are. And um, I wanted to do something a little bit off track than what I usually do with my Nintendo and Sega games. So like 3DO, and then it just kind of blew up. Everybody's like, oh, the 3DO. Because my first video, I was like, hey, here's the 3DO. Here's the games I have. If you see a game um, you want to see played, let me know. And it just blew up. Now, speaking of that, you talk about you have people um, recommending games to you or, you know, asking you to play certain games or whatnot. How has this affected your collecting so far? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I do try to find some of the games that people are asking for um, when it's within what I want, within what I'm wanting to collect. When it's kind of far out like Xbox or PlayStation 3 or anything like that, I truly, I kind of just stay out of that because it's not what I collect. Um, so, but if there is somebody that out there and say, that says, which I do get this quite a bit, it's like, oh, I remember having this fond memory of me and my mom playing this, or my dad used to play this all the time. He passed away. Can you please um, play <clears throat> um, this game? And I'm like, okay, I need to go find this game. Let me go get it. And once I find it, I uh, do a video request just for those people. 
and I do it just for them. So those come first. Those people that say I have a memory or whatnot, those always come first because I'm like, it's it's for you. So you kind of remind me of my um, my homeboy Nick Bartley. He's uh, doing a show. If you want to look him up on uh, Instagram, called Hunting Nostalgia. Oh, he's like you in same respect, but he is um, collecting like a wide range of things just from his childhood in general. I mean, mm-hmm. from mostly wrestling figures because that's his his jam. But I mm-hmm. mean, anything. I mean, if you can remember an old commercial, he probably has some kind of piece of nostalgia tied to mm-hmm. that commercial and everything. And we sat here and we talked about kind of what you're saying. I mean, he buy these things and he can just kind of feel the memories that somebody may have had previous to it and whatnot and the, and the connection that they had with these items. Mm-hmm. And whatnot. So I, I think that's cool that you bring that up and I, it made me think of him. Yeah, like I get a lot of, rec- well, I mean, like I get a lot of requests and how it all started was just, I showed off, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to show off my collection just real fast and let's just see what happens. And then someone just asked randomly, do you have Contra? And I was like, sure, why not? Let me just let me just do some kind of fancy thing where I'm actually looking like I'm trying to find it. And then, oh, there it is, Contra. And it's like, oh. And it just took off from there. So, I mean, like I have like for Double Dribble, I had somebody just tell me, oh, do you have Double Dribble? I remember back in uh, back when the song came on, the intro song, we would sing about this, making up different songs and whatnot. And I'm just like, oh, that is a very random memory, but all right, no problem. And so I would just do an intro just for that NES game. And people go, oh, you didn't film the dunk scene? I would go back, do an intro scene just for the dunks alone. And it's just like, that's, that's just how it goes. I could never dunk on that game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to play it either. <laughs> I could never dunk. It's like it would come to the screen, the little thing would go up and down, and I would mm-hmm. miss it every time. <laughs> but out of all the consoles you have, I mean, you mentioned the 3DO, the Sega CD, and all these other things. I mean, what – I don't think we've experienced all the ones do you have. I mean, do you – what ones do you have? Well, I mean, I've got – well, <laughs> I mean, I if I if I were to name everything off right now, I have about – 32 consoles and counting. The ones that I don't have would yeah, be easier to So right now, the ones that I don't have are the CDI. I don't have the laser active, uh, I think it's called the laser active disc, which that one was the one that had the huge laser disc into it. And it had dragons layered and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. the, one, the one I'm really trying to go for right now is called the Apple Pippin. Ever find the uh, the U.S. version? I mean, I'm willing to throw quite a bit of cash at it because the Japanese version goes for about fifteen hundred dollars. So you could only imagine how much a U.S. version would go for if you could find it. And I've only found one, and it went. It was on sale for like it was. They wanted three thousand for it, but that was like about four or five years ago. Okay. So in your vast uh, collection here of things that you've acquired and everything, is there one thing that you were most excited about getting and was there a thing that you mean you had the opportunity to get it but you just couldn't come to an agreement an understanding on it uh yeah i mean i would really (laughs) that would be sunset riders i would i'm not oh hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on for which 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 which, ah, hold on i got excited which version (laughs) For, uh, Super Nintendo. For Super Nintendo, there, I, there's the Super Nintendo, and then yeah. there's the Sega version. I love that fucking game. 
<laughs> love it. I love it. I was talking about it the other day. I think when it comes to Sega and, you know, games like that, it's Sunset Riders and uh, Gunstar Heroes. Mm-hmm. I love them shits, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, w- the person that was selling them w- didn't come to terms with anything. I was just, I was not willing to pay $400 <laughs> oh, a piece. I, I love <laughs> so, that game. And I would pay that <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it came with all the stuff, the box, the uh, manual, oh, the game and everything. But still, I, I'm not ever, ever going to pay that much for that game. Because, I mean, like, I used to play it in the arcades all the time. I mean, I just – that was my jam. I was just like, oh, these graphics are awesome. This is a super fun game. But I'm, I'm just not paying that much, no. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, and what do you feel about when they um, do these digital releases of these uh, games and whatnot? I mean, because um, I, I speak about Gunstar Heroes. I have – uh, the game on my phone right now is a Sega downloadable classic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how, how does that work for you and your collection? You know, I don't really think it affects the collection at all. I mean, because I, even before collecting and even after, you know, still collecting to this day, I have a lot of um, compilation games. Like I have, um, um, like I have Sonic's Mega Collection, I have um, what is it, the um, Sega Genesis Collection, and whatnot, and they have all these games on here. It just, do- I don't think it affects it whatsoever. I mean, it's just because it doesn't have that feeling of playing the original game because you're playing on a PlayStation or an Xbox controller, and those buttons are remapped out in a different way in your, um, the value of the game yeah. or anything because people still want that physical copy. And it's kind of like a book versus a, a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. People like to feel the book in their hands and read and smell the pages and shit, which yep. I'm one of those people. I would rather have the book rather than sit here and read it off my phone or tablet or something like that. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> now, <laughs> what I find um, is a little it's a little thing for me. Uh, whenever I look at some of your videos and everything and you got your got your game that you're going to play you throw it up on the tv and whatnot and it goes to black for on the loading screens for some games and i see you i see your reflection in the <laughs> TV and you're just sitting there like oh yeah it's yeah. christmas day <laughs> just getting excited to play the game and shit and it's just like it tickles me man yeah i, I like to kind of because you can see my reflection and there's nothing i can do about that so i was like you know there's nothing here because i have a boss i don't want you just Oh well, there he is. Like I guess he's not having fun. It's like, well, even though it's terrible, we're gonna we're gonna get through this together. <laughs> you stop you stop messing with people like wear a silly hat or a mask. Yeah, <laughs> or where it was just a complete black screen, and I'm just like <laughs> just kind of moving around. I'm like, oh, <laughs> nothing I, I can do. I seen some of your videos, and um, you had I forget what you was talking about, but it was a a, a stack of uh, original Xbox games, and among them. <laughs> was both of the Matrix games. Tell me your thoughts and feelings about those. Oh, I love the Matrix. I, I am a huge fan of the Matrix. I used to play um, the Matrix online until it got shut down. Oh. Um, and uh, I, love, I love the games. I absolutely love the games. I mean, they're just so fun. And they give a little bit more insight to uh, the story, uh, especially the Path of Neo, because you go, oh, man, so this is what he experienced? Yeah. off screen of the movies i was like yeah that's awesome matter of fact i have here 
on my game is under my desk. But um, I have the original Xbox here, and I have both of those games in my cabinet up there. <laughs> and the only reason I got this original Xbox was for those two games specifically. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, before I even got the original Xbox again, I had the games. <laughs> I just had them because I wanted them. I just wanted to have them. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know why, but I had those games before I even bought again. Uh, the original Xbox console. <laughs> and I don't know, it just, right now I'm really leaning toward maybe getting a Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But the thing is, I want a PlayStation 2 as well because there are only two games that I want to play. There's only two of them. And I, and mm-hmm. I can't really justify paying 200 something dollars for this PlayStation 2 just to play two games. From what I saw, anyway. But well, okay. So what I tell all of my uh, followers and new viewers, or just everybody in general, is like, it depends on your memories. If you had a fun time with it, I understand that sometimes collecting games can be very expensive. That's why I tell people yes. don't don't go off of YouTube videos and these YouTubers and just people going, oh yeah, this is a great game. You should buy it. Like, no, no. Just because somebody says it's great doesn't mean you need to go get it. it if you have it, So if you have a memory of, just make sure that you're going to have fun and it's going to bring back all that nostalgia for it. And that's, if that's what it's going to do for you, then that's, it's worth it in my opinion. Yeah, because other than both of those Matrix games, there was another game and it was Def Jam Fight for New York. Yep. (laughs) It was just like I was on all the places. I was on freaking eBay. I was on Overstock.com, Amazon. And I was just like, $150? I found one for way cheaper, though. But I was just like, when I first started looking, I was like, every just about every single place was $150, you know, that I come across. It's like, "Ah, I love this game, but I don't know if I love it for $150. But then I finally broke because I found a copy for 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. And when I got this thing in here, it was just like, it was pristine, barely any smudges or scratches on it. And I put that thing in there and just loaded right the hill up. And I was just like, kidding. And I was just like, I, 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 I was just, whew. I don't I can't explain those emotions. It just, it all came back. I remember getting my ass whipped in this game when I originally had it. And I, I relived those memories once again. <laughs> <get> my, <laughs> and I, I did I did that to myself with another game too. I, I tortured myself. It's on my um, Twitch stream. It's called Blitz, uh, the League, and it has a great storyline. And that's the only reason I wanted to play because I wanted to go through the storyline on the Twitch channel. But I forgot how horrible I was at the game, <laughs> even when it originally came out in two thousand four, and to go back. It get repeatedly beaten over and over again on stream. It's just like, why did I even buy this shit? <laughs> yeah, but you know, you just go, man, I'm just having such a rush. Though. That's, that's the whole point. You're just having that rush. Even though you're getting beaten, you're like, the flood of memories come back, and you're like, this is amazing. I, I can't tell them, but I'm having an awesome time. <laughs> yeah. uh, another one that you was playing, uh, <laughs> uh, Echo the Dolphin. Oh, and I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, was that a request? I think. 
yeah, that one was a request. And I actually found the sequel, which was Tides of Time. And I was like, Tides of Time, yeah. Yeah, I bought it for $5, case, manual, and everything. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll just pick it up. And um, I went ahead and when I was showing, I usually do something called Video Game Shopping Day. And I go, oh, let me just show everybody what I picked up. And um, somebody goes, oh, Echo, Tides of uh, Time. Like, do you have Echo the Dolphin? And I was like, yeah, let me just do a video request for it. I, I still, to this day, can't play Echo. I don't know where to go. Yeah, it's just like, my, my, my main thing about that was I just like to jump out the water and do the flip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about the only thing I knew how to do. Oh, man, that was crazy. And then um, I think you play, I think that was a 3DO. You played uh, Gex? The, the, uh, Gex, yeah. Yeah, that, that was crazy. I remember, I don't remember, I remember that game. I don't know if they made a version of that for Sega or something, but I remember either watching it, but I don't, I don't know. It's, we having the Mandela effect here. It's like, yeah, so <laughs> the, uh, Gex came out for the 3DO. It came out for PlayStation, the original PlayStation. Okay, that's, all right. And, and then, of course, we have Gex for the Nintendo 64. Okay, so I, I might have hit it on one of those consoles. Yeah. I know I didn't play no goddamn 3DO. <laughs> anyway. And, um, it was another game that you was playing. It kind of escaped me right now, but what I did not know, um, the freaking Clay Fighter games was a trilogy. It was a uh, kind of, right? <laughs> kind of, I guess. I mean, I never, you know, growing up, I never knew that there was any other Clay Fighters besides the one on Sega Genesis, because that's the only one I ever played. Until um, somebody said a few months ago, hey, do you have Claymates? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And so I looked it up and I go, oh my gosh, this is like the prequel to Clay Fighter. It has all the little animations and has all these little different items and sub-characters in there. It's like, oh, okay. And so I picked it up for like $15. And then I found um, Clay Fighter 2, which was on Super Nintendo. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. There was a sequel, but it's not on Sega Genesis? Oh, okay. And of course, I found 63 one-thirds for N64, which I was like reluctant to pick that one up. But I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't have Sculptor's Edition. I, I $1,500, again, it goes from anywhere from eight to 1000 loose, complete 1500 So what, what do you think is your greatest steal ever? You know, you've come across a game that you know that was a high-value target, but they didn't know what they had. You just got it, like, for pennies or something like that. Uh, let me show you. Ah, very well. <laughs> I'll show it for you real fast. Visual representation. Oh. Yeah, oh. visual rep. Here you go. I showed it off on my live stream, and people were kind of, oh my goodness, it's right here. There you go. Oh. Whoa, okay. It is exactly what you think it is. It's Nintendo World Champions 1990 Great Card. And. Where did you find this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> flea market. <laughs> Guy was selling his stuff. He was selling a Rob the Robot. He was selling a complete NES. He, and he had an entire load of games with it. And he was asking around $150. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, you've got the box. I was like, looking at the box. The box was kind of destroyed. I was like, oh, but I was really wanting Rob. I knew Rob. I'd throw some bills down for Rob because he's pretty expensive. So I was like, I was like, you know what, dude? I'm just going to, here. I just handed him some money. I said, this is what I'll give you. I, he said, okay. Took the box home. And of course, I had a whole bunch of reproduction cards that I had already. And I was like, oh, this is cool, cool, cool. And then, boom. I'm like, oh, 
my God. I literally thought I almost had a heart attack when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, this can't be it. This can't be. I was like shaking. And the next thing you know, I'm like, you know what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's nobody here that can validate this. Uh-huh. We don't know if it's real or not. So I'm not getting my hopes up. And from what I am, un- from what I understand, even if I opened it up, it looks just like a normal homebrew. There's no like Nintendo. Um, there's no Nintendo on it. There's no nothing. It's just a chip. Because most Nintendo games have like 1986, 1985 Nintendo yeah. on it. This doesn't have anything. So I don't know whether it's a repro or not. I still have it, and it's it's there. Now with the games that you do collect or whatever i know there's some that you've gotten in boxes in immaculate condition because i think mm-hmm. you had like a kirby game that was still in the box still shrunk wrap and it was just brilliant looking uh, yes. how do you treat those games do you just never open them and you just put them on the shelf or well okay so i basically told myself a long time ago when i started collecting games are meant to be played Makes sense. And, you know, and I have, I was like, even if it's ever been shrink-wrapped or it, and it's never been opened, this game needs to be played. That's what it was made for. But now, and I, I still think that today, but now since, you know, I'm a little bit older and a little bit wiser, I kind of was like, you know, for my collection, I would at least like to have one unopened um, video game that's never going to be opened. You know, I can find another one. Yeah. You know, just a loose version, and I could just have that. Well, <laughs> I did. So <laughs> I've got Kirby. I paid $100 for it. Um, I've also got Shockwave, which is completely brand new for the Nintendo. That's an unlicensed game. Yeah, I've, got a, I've got Deus Ex Mankind Divided for the PlayStation 4 Collector's Edition, never opened. So, And that, that one actually is really cheap for anybody out there. That's only $25. So. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like games are meant to be played, but I do want those that are never to be opened just because I can say that I have it. And it's not to sell. It's not to sell. A lot of people go, well, you buy them to sell. No, no. This is staying in the collection because it's something that I've always wanted. Okay. So what do you consider your prized possession? Um, my goodness. <laughs> I, have, I am constantly asked that question, and it, I can't answer that. I mean, because I feel no, as though all it, it is. I mean, I, I have a few that stand out. Like I have Conker's Bad Fur Day, and that's um, complete in box. I have um, Chrono Trigger, complete in box, that has everything with it. And I don't even think it's ever been out of the plastic wrap wow. that's inside. The cartridge itself is still kind of in the plastic wrap, and I've, I've never really actually taken it out. So I'm like, oh, because one day this guy was like going to vintage stock. I was like, I was like, oh, he's got, he's gonna go trade a Crota trigger. I was like, oh, maybe if I just stop him and I just wait like, here, I'll give you eighty bucks for it right now, dude, just right now. And this was years ago. I was like, here's eighty bucks. He's like, oh, dude, really? I was like, yeah. And then he was happy. I was happy. Went on our way. I don't know if I lowballed him or anything. I just happened to have that on me. I was like, this is what I got. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Do you have? a place that you frequent all the time to, uh, you know, to kind of add on to your collection? Is there like a specific place that you go or you just kind of roam around and find these things? Um, I go to certain places. Like, I mean, I do go to the flea markets every once in a while and, you know, stuff like that, but and swap meets, but there's a lot of people that know what they have now. And they're just like, Oh, you know, so they kind of price gouge it. And you're like, yeah. Oh, so, 
I do to go to like places called like vintage stock. I guess in some areas it's called entertainment store or whatever. Um, sometimes I'll go to a CDR warehouse. Depends. Uh, but I go to mom and pop stuff here, such as like got games and uh, which usually have some of the more rare games and whatnot. And so I usually frequent there. And if I don't have something, I can ask, you know, some of the people, cause I guess I'm a regular and they'll go, I'll be on the lookout. And so they'll just be like, Oh, okay. And I'll get a call if they um, have anything in and I'll uh, see how much they want for it. Word, word. Now, um, what are your thoughts on the power glove? I know you had one in uh, your collection that it was in, um, I don't think it had all the components to it or anything, but I remember as a kid, wanted to covet this thing. I wanted to have it. I wanted to put it on my hand and I wanted to be like on the commercial and play Mike Tyson's punch out and shit. But <laughs> it never came to pass. I've been to many places as an adult and I always seen this thing in the glass case and I've been compelled to want to touch it and just hold it in my hands. But, you know, I, I, I never have. But Well, you know, the power glove itself is, um, you know, just to be honest with you, it, it's a relic of an error gone by. That's all it is. It's just a relic. It's not very useful in anything. And um, I do have the cables, the uh, sensors coming for it here soon because I did find those. But, I mean, it's just a relic. It's a relic of the old Nintendo days. And, it's like I said, it's not useful for really gameplay or anything. It was shown off in the movie The Wizard as a promotional yeah. item. You know, everybody was like, oh, it's the power glove. You're playing with power now, but I mean, like, really, how, how can you really do, do everything when you're just doing this all day long? Yeah, it was like, more or less a controller on your wrist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, Nintendo to this day is still very innovative, but I mean, the power glove, I don't ever want to see that again. I mean, so, I mean, I know you're trying to build the, the complete list, bridged mm -hmm. and underbridged of the Nintendo, the, the NES console, but what has been your favorite Nintendo system. Oh, the N64 is my favorite. Word. Favorite game? Uh, favorite game would probably be, um, I like Hybrid Heaven. That's a good game. It was by Konami. It was kind of an art, it was a small action RPG. It's kind of lesser known out in the world. Yeah, because I that, sure didn't. It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and uh, I, I always, always played Turok. Turok 2 was my oh, game. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I, we talk about the, the age that we live in and the digital advancements. I just got Torok 2 as a free digital download from uh, Amazon Games. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, crazy. you know, I've, I've actually, uh, I actually played the PC version of those. And, and as good as they are, I still prefer the Nintendo 64 version. Yeah, I understand. That filling it's it in your hands. Exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. Because I, I tried to... I'm not I'm new I'm not new to computer gaming, but I, I live and die by the console, you know. Yeah. And I got this brand new computer here now. And when I got it, I was like, I ain't playing no goddamn games on this shit. And lo and behold, they just throwing games at me. It's like, yeah, take them. Take them. <laughs> like, ah, and yes. I'm sitting here with this mouse and this keyboard, and I'm like, uh, this is this then I just went bought me a controller and I was like, Yeah, this is how mm -hmm. we're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Man. But if anything, um I look at your collection and I'm just amazed by it. There's just so many 
I'm <laughs> say so many moving parts, but none of that shit moving. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just when do you feel like enough will be enough? I know you, you. I know you're trying to build that complete list, but I mean, let's just say within the next two years, you, you conquer it. You get every one of those games, the the unlicensed and the licensed. I mean, mm-hmm. when it, when do you think it'll be it? <laughs> Well, I think after my Nintendo 60, or the, in, the Nintendo Entertainment System is completely fully collected, I think I'll rest for just a little bit, and then it's on, <laughs> and then it'll be on to the Sega Genesis. Well, how many? What's the count on that? The game? Eight hundred. Oh shit! <laughs> Which right now I have about a hundred and fifteen of. Oh yeah, you ooh buddy. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. I mean, I, I just want to finish the the NES library first and um the rest of it is just if i remember it yeah now um did you because i don't know if it was a regional thing or not but i had a thing coming up called the sega channel mm-hmm. were you familiar with that or did y'all have any of that yep <laughs> i remember growing up with that i remember growing up with that because i think that was like the first time that you know my parents actually got cable yeah. For the first time, you know, because I mean, like, you know, everybody had rabbit ears, you know, and then tin foil on them. But um, we finally got cable, and I guess it was on the pay per view channel or whatever, and it said the Sega channel. And I was like, oh my gosh, we can hook this back. Can we hook this up to the Sega Genesis? And like, lo and behold, I think we got it from our service provider or whatever. And we hooked it up, and I got to play Vector Man 2 on it. I was like, oh, my God, I have this game, but I can play it on, the, on my TV through this. It's awesome. Fucking Vector Man. I was talking about this game the other day, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> damn, you turn into a helicopter and shit and do all kind of <laughs> junk. <laughs> yes. I can remember it because they, they changed it up quite a bit, you know, as it uh, moved along. Because when, mm-hmm. uh, when they first started doing it, all the you would play the games for a month and then it would change to another set of games that you can play and then after a while something yeah. changing every week or whatever mm-hmm. and i was just like we would stay up till midnight and just wait to watch the game menu change and see what color is going to be and be yeah. like all right what games we got in here now <laughs> i know right it, it was it was a simpler time back then <laughs> oh man you're telling me i can remember one game uh that always would mess me up was uh that rambo game Oh, oh man! You'd be sitting there trying to with the arrows and shit, throwing yeah. the helicopter and the tank and shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, why? Why did they do this? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Ugh. Oh, I, I, one game I did want to ask you about if you had in the collection because I mean it's on the list if you're trying to get all of them. Yeah. Uh, do you have the ET game? <laughs> I do have the ET game. <laughs> Was it hard to come by? No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's probably here. I mean, here's your purchase. And here, we have this extra copy of E.T. You can have <laughs> um, Actually, I think that was what I was, you know, that's what I was kind of starting off with first before I did my Nintendo collection. It was, I was like, hey, you know what? I have an Atari 2600. Um, I bought off a friend of mine, and I was like, you know what? Let me just go get a couple of games. Let me just see if what if I can just find a lot. Well, I didn't realize there was just that many games for it. So I was like, no, I'm good. But I did pick up E.T. for it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and, you know, it's not that bad. It really isn't. If you read the instructions, it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah, and that was the thing that you harped on in your videos, reading the instructions. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that, is the, that is one thing that I, I, I have to tell everybody. 
read the instruction manual. You can find it online. I know you can because I like digitally downloaded every Nintendo uh, instruction manual because I'm like, I have to know how to play this game. If I'm going to go in blind like everyone else does, I'm going to hate this game. I need to know what the story is. I need to know what the items are going to do. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting my ass whooped because I gave away um, the Street Fighter 2 uh, Super Nintendo uh, instruction manual. Mm-hmm. So I damn, my mom paid all this money for this uh, Super Nintendo, and it, the only game they had for it was Street Fighter 2. And I think it was like all like $179 or some shit. Wow, a whole bunch of money, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was proficient at the game. I read the instruction book. I read the instructions. I knew the moves and shit. And I took it to school. I was just in the bathroom. You know, after I done my bit and washed my hands, I had the book and I'd just be sitting in the bathroom looking through the book and everything. And I thought I had it. It was just locked in my memory. I didn't need this shit anymore. So I gave it to somebody. I was like, here, you can have this. You goddamn peasant. I don't need this book, you know? <laughs> and then my brother came over and, you know, he's way older than me and I, I'm kicking his ass. I'm doing all the moves. I just, yeah, freaking are you can all this shit. And um, he's like, how you do that? I was like, I, I, I read the instructions. <laughs> Where's the instruction book? Oh, I gave it away. You did what? Mama paid all this money for this game. And, you, and he, he went tell. And she whipped my ass. Because <laughs> you would have thought that I gave away the goddamn game itself or the console, you know, mm-hmm. the way I got my ass whipped <laughs> behind the instruction. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, that, that is a mem- That's why I hate Street Fighter to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the instruction manual is always important. Yeah, it's, it's, especially the ward off ass whoopings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just, I see so many people going in blind and they don't know what they're they're doing. And it's like, you know, they get really tired of the game. It's like, oh, this game sucks. Well, did you read the instruction manual? Did you figure out how to play it? Oh, no. Well, there's your problem. I mean, even though the instruction manual just kind of told you how to play, gave you some story, the items, and the monsters that were in it, yeah, it could have been still tough, but at least you knew how to play it. I find myself um, a little more now just wanting to jump into just, just jump into the game a lot more. Uh, um there's a game that came out now called, um, I think it's a Genshin Impact. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of advertisements for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's free on mobile. It's free on uh, PC. It's free on uh, PlayStation, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to jump in. They had a whole bunch of that story in the beginning, which was pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. it set up the story moving forward. But it's all this tutorial shit. And I just like, I just want to hit shit with my sword <laughs> yeah kind of roam around and everything and i just find myself getting a little antsy but i know i'm gonna need to know how to do it because mm-hmm. i have to know how to play the game later but what are your thoughts well, lastly on kingdom hearts well um i am a big player of well i used to be a big player of kingdom hearts i played only one and two i never played any of the other ones because i thought it was kind of pointless to go and buying different systems for <laughs> all the games I'm like all right and so i went on to wikipedia i was like i'm just gonna read the story and then i was like oh this is so convoluted i was like oh wow this, yeah. this, i don't understand any of it but i love the first two games um especially you know when they first came out and i actually bought the all-in-one package not too long ago so i can actually go back and replay everything so i can understand the story and i also bought the concert pack that was DLC for it. So I was like, uh, you know what? Just might as well just get everything together. 
so I don't miss out on anything. So right now I'm just replaying the first one. I haven't played the third one yet, so we'll see. What, what do you think about them controls in that first one? It has taken some time to get used to. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it took. I was like, man, I do not remember this game being this oh, funky I, I don't before. either, man. Because I, this is what pisses me off. You just said you bought the all-in-one pack. It had two, all the subsequential mm-hmm. games, part three, all that shit, right? So they just did that not too long ago. Here I am. I done bought part one and 1.5 remix. I done bought part 2.2 re fucking remix and then I I got part 3 in there and I'm just like alright yeah play through all these things or whatever because they got multiple games on all those discs and you know all those subsequent games that came in the all in one pack I didn't know mm-hmm. they was going to make an all in one pack later so I went and found all these shits you know <laughs> and it... <sighs> yeah no. Because I, I found it, I found the all-in-one for thirty dollars on the PlayStation Network. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna uh, not miss this, so I might as well just get it. Yeah, I went through all that rigmarole trying to get those damn games, and I played the first one, and I, I got the them controls. I was like, why did I even bother? I put just put it back in the class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, with the first one, I was about to quit the first one as soon as I started fighting. Because I was like, why am I going so slow? Why am I clunky? What What is going on? Shouldn't they be like hitting multiple targets and not just let me just single target this while you have 15 other things hitting you? And you're like, oh, th- this is not fun. Yeah, because the only reason I bought those first two and the rest of them was three just came out. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to play three until I went through the rest of it. And then, you know, I got a younger child. And, you know, she liked Disney and she's familiar with all these characters. Like, oh, this would be great for me and the kid to go through. So we started going through the first one. Now I'm just like, <sighs> and then she just kind of lost interest and just like, yeah. I, ne- I never seen her again after that. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Trust me. <laughs> but man, I appreciate this trip down memory lane. You know I mean, you, you've educated me. You made me, you know, more knowledgeable. But well, I wouldn't say more knowledgeable. You made me more aware of certain things and whatnot. And I really appreciate that. But before we go, let everybody know where they can find you on the various social media platforms. Well, you guys can find me on TikTok, which is the Modern Retro Corner. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, which I do even more obscure games, oh, which yeah, is the modern, <laughs> the modern Retro Corner. Word. So as it has been for every guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to come to shoot the shit. I want to thank you very much for letting me be on your show. Whoa. Well, well, well. We have another episode in the books and I'd like to thank Retro Mark for showing up and showing out. If you have not seen this man's collection, make sure you look up the Modern Retro Corner on YouTube and uh, check out his TikTok and everything. I mean, the YouTube is long form of what his TikTok videos are. But um, yeah, got some good nostalgic stuff for you if you're into video games. So check that out. Um, as of this recording, Chris Jericho is about to face MJF on a AEW Full Gear. Um, I would like to continue my campaign and uh, say 
fuck Matt Hardy. He need to go the fuck home. After that abysmal abortion of a match, if you want to call it a match, you just call it sketch comedy. Uh, and it wasn't even funny. You know, it was like a, a flopped ass SNL sketch of a uh, occurrence a thing. You know, I'm not going to call it a match. It just sucked. And so does Matt Hardy. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. If you want my full blown conclusion on why the fuck I hate Matt Hardy currently, you can check out the latest edition of Wrestling is Trash. You know, so check that out. Yeah, but um, I also had another episode that was kind of like this to deal with more nostalgia. But I'm having some uh, trouble editing that episode. It was with my good friend, Nick Bartley, uh, formerly on here um, way back when, when he was uh, doing the super short Smart Mark review or or whatever. (laughs) I I forget the title. It had a lot of S's in it. But um, he has gone on to make his own show called Hunting Nostalgia. You can find that on YouTube. And uh, we did a a lengthy interview, video and uh, audio form, and um, it just didn't turn out right. Uh, He did his interview from his phone uh, on speaker, so we got double feedback. I wasn't able to catch it while we were actually recording, but once I got the um, playback on the recording and everything, his audio was doubled, and it's still serviceable. You can still make out what he's saying. It's just kind of annoying as hell to listen to. But I'm not going to hide those things from the world. I will put up the um, video on YouTube and you just watch it at your leisure and whatnot. Hell, fuck it. I might even put out the audio version. But just be forewarned that, you know, there is an audio issue that I could not edit out. And also, as of this recording, we have a new president, Joe Biden and um, VP Camilla Harris. So congratulations to them. And um, yay, now we can just kind of roll on and be done with this shit. So hopefully you got what you want. You got Trump out or you got Biden in, whatever the fuck. And um, let's keep moving. Just keep moving. I'm I'm kind of partially distracted. I'm trying to watch this match and record this so it can be out for its Sunday release. But don't have too much to say. Um, just be looking forward to um, more episodes with other random people that I find from across the internet. I appreciate you all so much for listening to the podcast, liking, sharing, subscribing. That is the true way to help support this podcast and any other podcast you listen to and it's absolutely free just listen share like retweet follow subscribe do all those things all those things help out all the shows that you listen to or watch in so many different ways we want that corporate money we don't want your money per se i mean we'll take it But we would rather the big corporations money, the ones that have the cash to throw around and everything and not the hard work and nine to five or like you all. So with that being said, you can find me on Twitter at three R show Instagram at the three R show Twitch dot TV four slash three R show video 
video especially for this interview can be found on YouTube by searching through our show. And anything that I may have missed, you can go to randomrob.com to where you can also find many different ways to support this show monetarily. If you want to give of yourself and uh, help make this show better, uh, invest in the equipment that is used so we can produce newer things and better things. So go to randomrob.com. You can find merchandise, hat, shirts, buttons, pins, whatever have you. You can find Patreon. Only a dollar is what I'm asking for. Nothing more, nothing less. And you can um, just, if you want to just give cash one time, just PayPal, Venmo, and all that other bullshit on there. And lastly, the sponsors. Check out Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com. Com, and you can get some great spices and rubs to put all over your foods. Rub it all on your meat ever so seductively and everything. And uh, speaking about your meat, you want to keep uh, your Manscaped area clean and trim, go to Manscaped.com to where you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping. And lastly, speaking more about your manhood, you can go to bluechew.com and you can get your first shipment for free. Only pay $5 shipping. I mean, the shipment is free, the product, but you got to pay for shipping. It's five bucks. Sorry about that. But all these places I've mentioned, the promo code used across the board is random. So random at hooksrobesandspices.etsy.com. Random at manscaped.com. Random at bluechew.com. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate you once again, and um, I'll see you next time.